So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we got Dr. Candace Matthews. You know who she is. She's going to come in today and just, just get right into it. Dr. Matthews, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me once again, Brother Phil. I appreciate it. All right, so let's go right into it. The last thing that I actually talked about with you concerning Prairie View, the city council. Mm -hmm. um, we saw the, the video where you, you know, brought a bunch of documents and evidence. But some people may don't have all the whole story. Why are you doing all this? So let, let people know about that. Okay, so well, basically how it came on my radar was through attorney Alec Booker because it was a case that she took over uh, with a um, police officer that was uh, wrongfully terminated and it turned into a federal um, lawsuit. And so the, the officer by the name of Officer Gray um, was actually um, on on leave, on medical leave. And so what ended up happening, uh, they had the alleged former mayor had ended up wrecking the vehicle and ran into somebody's property. So then when he ran into somebody's property, then allegedly he left from the scene. And so then he ended up being one of the officers that actually took over that specific investigation. So then as a form of retaliation, then that's why he was, you know, fired pretty much on his day off. And, you know, Walla County is known for retaliation. They're known for that type of practice, right? They even tried it on me, and I'll tell you about that a little bit. So when Attorney Booker brought it to our attention, and then we started really digging in and, and looking at a lot of these documents, you know, looking at, like, wait, this is corrupt, like, how can you, one, you have, you are an elected official, you're not paying a water bill, what's up with that? And you have, some of them got water bills that's like thousands of dollars. Then you have one of the former mayors and one of the former city councilmen, and all of them are fraternity brothers or somebody's friends here and there, and they all giving kickbacks with contracts you know you're giving your friends contracts you know you're giving people contracts that don't even really deserve to have a contract because you really don't even know what you're doing so how did you get it then you have some of these monies that's being dispersed out right because they have this other uh deal that's called 4b and 4b deals with some of the federal monies just like the the cares uh act that they have so i was looking into that as well and it was some issues with some funneling business with, with monies, right? Then when we end up going to the actual city council the first time to call them out on the corruption, um, what I found interesting was that I said, they don't even know how to use a rock order. So that right there is a red flag, right? Then I looked again and I said, okay, um, it looks a little shady in here. So let me go on and light it up real fast. And then that's when I came in and had some evidence and had some questions. Then when you go further down the rabbit hole, okay, there's another city council meeting I had to show up. Because when that first time that we showed up, everybody then was like, wait a minute, this Dr. Matthews, you know, oh, she's coming from Houston. We know she's a hammer. We know she's going to come here with, you know, something. So then that's when I started getting a lot of calls from a lot of the community members and even some of the own city council members that know that corruption was going on and they wanted to stop. I mean, it was to the fact where you had um, 
uh, one of the attorneys that was uh, representing Prairie View was allegedly there illegally. You know what I mean? And then I even seen checks that were being cut for outrageous amount of money. I'm like, Prairie View is not Houston. So what, what type of law activities y'all got going on here? You know, for, for that type of funding for an attorney. You know, and then I noticed they didn't have a city manager. So it was like, it's, it's, it's a lot of dynamics that was complete off, right? So then I turned around and um, uh, the, that first video, uh, me and um, the mayor, that's currently now Mayor Leverett, um, we, 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 we kind of started off on the wrong foot. And so I felt that he was being disrespectful because when we came, you didn't take your seat. You know, you, you was out there and like, I guess we wasn't here. So then um, he had a, I guess he made a smart remark to one of the sisters that was, um, I think she's like the secretary or something like that. And I was like, wait a minute, hold on, man. Now we're not about to do that. And then it just went from now. And uh, that actually went viral because I told him, I say, I'm not filing charges. I'm coming for your job. I'm coming for your seat. And anybody rolling with you, y'all gonna catch it, right? And then uh, the mayor, he turned around and apologized. And he actually came out to be really a good guy because really he wants the corruption to end. That was the purpose why he ran for office. You know, he stated that he ran on transparency and he ran on accountability because he was the mayor before, like years ago. You know what I mean? And he just didn't like how the city was being ran. And so then when we got further into the rabbit hole, um, we had one of the former mayors that's a city councilman. I got pictures of him using city gas for his Corvette, right? Wow. So then when he was questioned about it, you know, he's, you know, and this all bill checks, this is all facts. He stated that he was at uh, a charity event with giving away food, right? Okay, I looked at it, and then me and my team looked at it again, and we was like, wait a minute. We put, he, he sent one picture showing that on that day that he had boxes and he was, you know, uh, doing food. So that was the purpose why he was using the city gas, right? And so that city gas is like one of those tanks you got to have a key for right. in order to put gas in it. Oh, so basically they have their own tank somewhere. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yes. But see, my thing is, but you have a credit card. So why didn't you just use the credit card? Right. So anyway, um, when he stated why and when, but I when I sent him the picture, when it was sent to me, I never sent it with the timestamp. Mm -hmm. I just asked a question to see if it was going to align with the timestamp. And it did. Then what really was crazy about it, we put both of the pictures together. And you had two different shoes on, two different sets of pants. So this was on two separate days and actually a couple months apart. So this is something that you've been doing. So that's a problem in itself right there, you know? And then um, I even uh, had to go to the FBI with uh, some of these documents, you know, that's of some of the, the stuff that I was discussing. And, um, and we brought it, you know, because again, Somebody has to blow the whistle because what kills me is that we have a lot of our black people that, that tell us, you going hard on black people, you going hard on them, 
No, 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 no. I'm going hard on agents of white supremacy. And that's how I look at it because if you're doing things and you're stealing from your own people and you're disenfranchising your own people, you are an agent of white supremacy and I am going to smash the gas on. That's simple. You know what I mean? Then you have some of these elected officials on this count on that on that council don't even live in Prairie View. So so how that works? How can you not live in Prairie View? You in Harris County, but you're sitting on city council. And then also, allegedly, you have a, a, a county commissioner that's actually in Missouri City, but you sitting on the commissioner for a while ago. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a, it's, it's, it's a paradigm of so much stuff. And like, I literally had to say, is this real? Like, you just can't make this stuff up, you know? And, and by me looking at the evidence, because that's what I operate in. I operate in evidence. I don't operate in hearsay or anything like that. I have to have the evidence in order for me to make a sound decision on how I'm gonna hold you accountable and how I'm going to pretty much put you on blast. And so I've had several calls from around the state because of what they've seen, uh, what I've done in Purview. And uh, I got a call from out of Houston County, you know, but like I told them, they was like, well, Dr. McNeese, we would like for you to come and, um, you know, just come and speak at our city council. No, I'm not coming to speak at no city council. When I come there, I'm coming with evidence and I'm coming to slam the hammer on corruption. And I'm coming to let them know I didn't already report it to the feds. That's what I'm coming for. And I'm coming with the actual evidence, like you see, the box of evidence. Mm -hmm. I'm coming with that to let you know I'm putting you on notice. So if you see me coming, that means you about to be put on notice because I got something on. Well, you mentioned a few things. You mentioned the attorney being there legally. What was, why was he there legally? Because what ended up happening was that according to their charter, uh -huh. okay, the mayor has to appoint the attorney. Mm -hmm. And then once the mayor appoints the attorney, then city council has to vote on it, okay? It wasn't done that way. Okay. One of the other city council members just, hey, you, you still on here. You got a whole new mayor, but you tell him he's still on there. And then he's still getting paid. So it kind of something like a nepotism thing? Uh, it's not nepotism. It's just somebody is breezing somebody's pockets, and I'm getting to the bottom of it to see okay. who it is. And then all of a sudden now, he has not shown up ever since we have been on the scene in purview. You know what I mean? Because, like, we called him out. And then um, I even experienced retaliation. I thought it was pretty flattering. Of course. Because, What's the retaliation? <laughs> um, somebody on that council or somebody that's in that little mix of that corruption had sent an email to one of the news stations. Now, you know, I know everybody in all the news stations. Mm -hmm. So they reached out to me directly and was like, Dr. Matthews, we got this wild email. And I was like, Robert, tell me about it. So they turned around and said that they think that I don't fit to be in the position that I'm in and holding all of these hats because I have relatives that are criminals, right? Then they turned around and said that this symbol is a, a, a gang symbol with the Hardy Street boys out of Fifth Ward and then uh, the Fifth Ward Circle gang and all that. I'm like, yeah, that came from Prairie View. See, they, I'm like, if you go on 
try to tell on somebody, don't let me know where it came from. Because I just came from there firing you guys up. So I know where it came from because everybody in Houston knows what this is. Everybody knows who the Hardy Boys are in Fifth Ward. That's not they, uh, they signet. Everybody knows about the Fifth Ward Circle. So how can I be a part of those two organizations and they don't even get along? So, so okay. So the, the organizations is the Hardy Boys and Fifth Ward Circle? Yeah. Okay, let's clear it up. Are you part of the Hardy Boys? No. Are you part of Fifth Ward Circle? No. Okay, I'm asking a, a rhetorical question because that way they can say, hey, well, she said no, she's not a part of anything. Yeah, I just... And, and, and last time I checked, I've never known you to be gangbanged. No, that, that's not, a, that's not, my, my nail was too cute for that. So, but the thing is, what was interesting too, I'm still on the fact that they even had some of my relatives' criminal history. Mm. Now, check this. When I looked at that email, it looked like it came from somebody at the legal type deal, because, you know, I know how their background checks look. Mm -hmm. So, I can't say that it was that attorney but I can say it was somebody that's in that mix mm -hmm. because I called them out on their violation. And so what ended up happening, I ended up bringing it to that meeting and I told them, I said, look, somebody in here tried to do some retaliation on me, mm -hmm. right? I said, let me make sure y'all understand something. That don't work with me. You know what it did? It made me dig even more. And that's why I got these three boxes of evidence that I'm about to turn into the feds the next day, mm -hmm. okay? I said, so you do understand, you calling the media, I know everybody there, they going to tell me. You know what I mean? So you can't play these small country games with a city feds. You cannot, because I'm gonna come back, I'm gonna know where it came from, because I really don't have a lot of enemies, mm -hmm. so when something comes, I know where it came from. You know, so I didn't think they really thought that through, you know, so, but I had to put them on notice about it and let them know you do it again. And I told them, I said, and I'm going to find out where that IP address came from. And if it came from any one of y'all that sit here on this panel, I'm going to sue. Okay. And so then what was interesting, that was the day of the, the council members getting served. All that happened the same day. They happened the same day because that was part of my testimony. Mm -hmm. And so after that, they, they looking, you know, because they don't know really what's going on. They did not expect for me to do that. Now, I had a conversation with Attorney Booker, and Attorney Booker was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a process server to come out there because I know we're going to have some of them that are going to probably be at that meeting, so we're going to have it and get it going like that. So then I took it upon myself. I was like, well, if you don't do it, we're going to do it in style. We're going to send a message when we do it. So I ended up getting in contact with the process server. We had a conversation, and I told I said, I'm going to let you know who's who and what's what. I said, but let me do my presentation, my spiel first, and then I'm going to call for you. And when I call for you, then you start giving them that stuff. And it just worked perfectly. And it just went viral. Because they was like, wait a minute, she made business. They did. I told everybody in the audience that she asked me, is anybody in the audience? Said, you know, we still had some of them in. And I looked, I was like, no, nah, we don't want that no more in the audience. I said, but anybody else that want to be on this list, you can catch it. Because these federal lawsuits is coming out. Because, see, 
The time of corruption is over. And the best way to nip corruption in the bud, I don't care what nobody say, is with a federal lawsuit. That's going to make everybody line it up because it's a different ball game versus from a state court. Right. You know what I mean? Federal lawsuit going to make you line it up. So so the, the, the goal of the federal lawsuit is to get them removed, get them jailed. What is the goal of the federal the, lawsuit? The, the federal lawsuit was for the officer who was wrongfully uh, terminated. That is the civil rights federal lawsuit. Okay. And so a lot of them were part of that process when he was fired. So Attorney Booker got all of them. Some of them is no longer in office, but she know where they at, and they all getting served. Because that man deserves justice. He didn't deserve that. You know what I'm saying? And then that goes back to what I'm talking about again. You disenfranchising your own people. So you're nothing more but an agent of white supremacy. And then when I get that antenna about you, you might as well go ahead and just stick a fork in you. Well, you, you mentioned the people in Prayer View. Um, what, what is the, is Prayer View, because uh, I haven't, looked at the demographics. Okay. But it's Prairie View majority black city? Yes, Prairie View is actually a historical black city because they have slaves that were there in Prairie View. And then that resonates even different because this is not only one of the HBCUs right. that is known for nursing and known for engineering. Then this is a town where it was built by slaves. And then you doing this. And then it even got to the part they have some Hispanics that live there also on the other side of the road from the city hall. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't believe what we see. We go over there. These people have porta potties in front of their house. What? Porta potties, bro. You're wow. taking advantage of these Hispanic people. Then we went and did some more research. So you that greedy for money that you'll just allow people to buy property and then it's not fully set up correctly. Right. You know what I mean? So my question was again, how in the hell these people is living like this with a porta body? Several. And that was under the previous administration and the administration before that. And all of them black. Can't blame it on the white man on this one, bro. This us. And that's the problem. We have to hold ourselves accountable. Because if we don't, how can we, if we can't clean our own house, how are we going to go over there and tell Billy and Becky, now nah, you can't do this because of A, B, C, and D, but then we turn the eye on Rachel and Ray Ray. No. Let me ask you a question about that, because earlier you mentioned about there was black people saying, oh, well, you can't be doing Now, are, are they calling you names because you're going after black people? Well, I didn't get no name calling. Mm -hmm. It was just more or less like she, she, if she going too hard on them, the black people like that, we'll see her going hard on the white people like that. I'm like, baby, have you looked at my content? I said, you might want to check Uncle Phil's content when we was down there at Austin. I slammed that hammer, and I was the only black sitting at that tape. Baby, I don't play with no corruption, because corruption has no color. However, when it comes to our people, I'm gonna call a strike a strike and a ball a ball, okay? I'm not turning a blind eye to that. You gonna be held accountable because 
you know what you're doing and then you're still doing it. I got a problem with that because if we just sit up here and turn a blind eye, then we're complicit as well. So you might as well go and give me a white hood and put on this steal all the money and, then, and, and forget everybody. Yeah, see, that's what sometimes I don't like about our community is that we want to, you know, they want us to go so hard against other groups that's doing us something. But those within our own community, well, don't, this and that. And I think that we should go harder at those within our community just to set a message like, how dare you do that to us, like, in our own community? Because, look, you already know the struggle, man. Like, yeah. we, first of all, we have so many whips on the back of our back. Mm -hmm. Okay? We, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for us to even have a seat at the table. We're, we still fight to try to have a seat at the table so we're not on the menu. You know what I mean? How dare you get over here and do this to your own people? Mm -hmm. And so that right there made me smash the gas on those African-Americans that I call agents of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. I'd say that again, because you're acting just like them. Your mission is what they want you to do. Because let's be clear, you know what? Really, the white supremacy is like this. We really want all you to kill each other. And then the ones who are not, the ones who pretty much didn't fall for the okie doke, then we can kill them. That's, that's, that's the whole plan. And, and our people need to wake up because this is done by design. You know, this is not something that just started yesterday. No, they want to do this to us because we are the original people. And if you don't know where you come from, that means you don't know where you're going. And that's my opinion on that. And I have a problem, especially by that being a historical black city with a historical black university. Like, stop it. You know, and, and it, it, just, it just upsets my stomach in a way, you know. And, and then sometimes, you know, I, I get one spell, honey, and I just start going off on everybody. Yes, it, it's, it's so much. And then you take it all the way now, you go to Harris County, Houston City Council is part of all this stuff, too, mm -hmm. right? And the jail. We've been hearing about all these deaths in the jail. Yeah. You know, and you know there's a lot of corruption going on with that. Yes, because we've also exposed that as well several times. And then I also did uh, research with the Texas Justice Initiative mm -hmm. and then also with uh, Houston Landon. And when you look at the data, of how many African-Americans, and, and the data was for like 20 years until current. You looked at how many african it was more African-Americans and Hispanics that was dying in that jail, okay? And then the majority of how they were dying was based on pre-medical health conditions. They were dying in that jail either because people were not getting any medication that they were supposed to get, you know what I mean? Or you have people that may have drug issues or alcohol issues, you know, probably coming in with your honor, anything like that. And then you're not tending to these people like they, they still human beings out until they, you know, find out what they demise is going to be, if it's any. But you don't go around and just not give these people their medication. And then especially you have people that a lot of them was like diabetic, yeah. you know, and then they'll turn around, either they dying in the cell or they dying in the infirmary or the contract, uh, they're dying in uh, with the, the contract hospitals, which is Harris Health, right? Then another thing that I found that happened uh, recently, uh, maybe probably about 
Talk about a couple weeks ago, guy died in jail, right? Okay, so who's watching the nurses to ensure that the medicine, the medication that these inmates are taking is being digested properly, okay? See, I own a foster adoption agency. We have children that are on psychotropic medications. And, you know, they can hide that medication under the tongue. It's, it's different ways that they can hide it. And then they can turn around and go back into their cell and go get high with it. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, now you got somebody dead. So if you know that you have somebody that, regardless, that's a known drug user or anything of that caliber, and they're taking certain different types of medication, get a pill crusher. Crush that medicine up. Put it in some orange juice and make them drink it. Why would you just give them a pill and then you're not even watching to see? Because he can go back and give to everybody over there. You never know. And then they got people, what we was told too, they putting drugs on the papers. You know, that fentanyl is something serious too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's all, it's, it's all of these things that's happening in this jail. Then you have some of, some of it is dealing with, um, you know, uh, excessive use of force. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have that going. Then you have some of these inmates that are getting jumped in the jail too. So it's so many facets that is happening and it's hard for, you know, the sheriff to get a handle on it. And I told the sheriff, I say, Sheriff, I said, you actually are good when it comes to your deputies that's on the streets and then holding them accountable when need be, right? Mm -hmm. But your problem that's, that's probably gonna help you lose that election is that jail because it's too many people dying in that jail. They had one case that uh, Attorney Booker ended up taking. Um, the family looking for their loved one. They tell him that he's in the infirmary, he's here, he's there. The man dead. And then they turn around saying that, oh, he died at this time. Like they was trying to push him out. No, he still got a hair of scout suit on. He died on your watch. You know what I mean? Like, what's up with that? Then it was another guy when we did a press conference in front of the jail. Um, this guy said that his brother had a psychiatric episode in the back of an ambulance because they were trying to transport him to Harris Health and they didn't strap him to that gurney correctly. He got loose, jumped out, and got ran over on the freeway. Oh, my Lord. So it's a, a serious, serious issue in the Harris County Jail right now. And now it's Ed Gonzalez, which is the sheriff, a good guy, mm -hmm. he's a good guy. But good guys sometimes finish last. And especially in this situation, because that jail is gonna cost you your election if you run again. Cause it's too many people dying every month or a couple of weeks after each other. It's too many, it's too many. Well, let me ask you a question. What is um, the state of Texas, what the Texas Rangers or even That's the has the DOJ been? Uh, okay, so when it, anybody, when anybody dies in the jail, the process is that the Texas Rangers has to do their investigation, okay? But in this one specific case, uh, with an African-American guy that died in that jail, and Ben Crump is representing that family, then he was able to bring the DOJ in there. So they actually have an investigation from the DOJ on that part, okay? But what I like about Attorney Booker and how she did her strategy is that she immediately started popping those federal lawsuits on them. She found a loophole 
I don't want to give a secret out, but she found a loophole how she was able to file those federal lawsuits that way. So it's like it's just raising all kind of attention and all kind of, you know, I mean, it's it got to the point where we were tired of doing press conferences in front of the jail. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like or getting hurt or yeah. So it's like we're not we're not gonna do no press conference for the jail. Anytime we're doing a press conference, that means the federal lawsuit been piled. That's when we're doing it. Period. Because this right here, people's civil rights are being violated. And Brother Quanell said the best. That's the house of death. And I say this: you can check in, but you can't check out. And that is a sad thing to say, but it's a real thing to say because that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so everybody that goes to jail, bro, they have a right to have a day in court, okay? Mm -hmm. They don't have a right to die in that jail. And then another thing that I found that was an issue that we definitely gonna deal with, and there's some Democratic judges, it's a couple of them, because see, a lot of us don't know about the different resources that you can go to and look at so you can see who's on this SJC list, who has the most uh, inmates that's locked up on nonviolent charges in the jail. You know what I mean? Or uh, let's look at the Texas uh, Bar Association rate. Let's look at the Houston Bar Association rate. Because see, that judge position is a very crucial position. You know what I mean? And a lot of that has to do with the population that is overpopulated in that jail. Because you have people that is in that jail on nonviolent charges. And in my opinion, those people should receive a citation and go home. Mm -hmm. Okay? They shouldn't be in that jail. Who need to be in that jail is people that got class A misdemeanors or height. You know what I mean? Everything else, that should be a citation, in my opinion. You know, because that jail is overcrowded. Citation, community service, things yeah. like that. And then you also have a lot of these people that's in this jail that actually need to be in the psych hospital, not a jail. But again, it's it. So, so if people watching, what could the people do to change that? Because okay, we see we hear the issue, but is it something they need to do uh, politically? Like say, hey, we need to mobilize to get certain people out of office, put certain people in office. You know, who are the people that will, will come behind the sheriff or the city council okay, members that come what's behind? Happened, but see, that's what's been happening. Uh -huh. Ed Gonzalez has inherited that jail. Um, 20 years. This stuff been going on for 20 years. So it's not a Democratic thing. It's not a Republican thing. It's a Harris County thing that's been going on for years. It's a culture that's been going there for years. You know what I'm saying? So for the people that's watching, what needs to be done? Got to go to commissioner's court. They need to get more money in there so they can have more officers. They can have more programs and things of that such in order to service these people with the different needs that they have. Because... It's killing them in there, guys. It's killing them. It's what is killing. what is the responsibility of the mayor? Because you know the mayor of Houston though, is the fourth largest city. But he doesn't deal with the county. Jail. He doesn't deal with the county. You don't know. He does that. That deals. That deals under the count. That deals with Harris County Sheriff. Is that jail? Mm -hmm. The city of Houston don't have anything to do with the Harris County Jail. And technically, let's be real about it. The county is actually higher than the city. Well, on paper, yes, okay. but but a mayor of the fourth largest city could yeah. actually do more with his pulpit or her pulpit. We'll come in next. Mm -hmm. 
in my opinion, to, to highlight, because that jail is in Houston? The jail is in Houston, but then you got to keep in mind, they also have a county judge. And the county judge is the last say when it deals with Harris County. To Lena Hidalgo. Lena Hidalgo. And then, of course, you have those county commissioners. You know, that's why commissioner's court is very vital and is very important because I can't go to City Hall to discuss Harris County biz. I have to go to Harris County. Commissioner's court to discuss Harris County biz. I can't go discuss the city of Houston business at the commissioner's court. I gotta go to City Hall to discuss it. See, everybody needs to know where and who to hold accountable because you know what? I'm telling you what I've noticed too with our people. They really don't know who to hold accountable. You know what I mean? Like I had a lady, I was uh, in Northeast Houston, was talking about, man, this state representative need to fix this street. This street is out of control. Ma'am, that would be your city councilman that needs to fix this street. Mm -hmm. Because your um, state representative make law, not fixing streets, okay? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they need to know the roles of the level of government. So when things happen, they know directly who they need to hold accountable. And that is the issue with our people. They don't know where to go and who to hold accountable. And that's why they need to, awareness needs to be raised. Yeah, okay. So and let's just talk about the average citizen that don't know. Fence, we mentioned in, like, it said, like, but if, let's say the mayor of whatever city mm -hmm. goes to the county commissioner's court mm -hmm. and say, listen, our, the citizens of my city is in this jail and these issues are a problem and my people are complaining, would, would that actually help when the mayor show up to commissioner's court and talk about uh, the, his citizens or her citizens, you know, in these particular it could, it could possibly help, but then it, all these raise awareness. You, you, you can raise awareness all day long, mm -hmm. but the change comes from the people. Mm -hmm. It comes from us. And when you see stuff that's not being done correctly, because people got to understand these politicians work for us. We don't work for them. Right. So that means if they're not doing their job, we're going to fire them at the polls. That's simple. And then they also need to have, like, advisory committees, mm -hmm. you know, where you actually have community leaders and everybody, not just the same community leaders. You know, you need to get the real people that come in here to make real live decisions on stuff that can be better and, and to better the quality of life. But how can you do that and you still dealing with the same jokers that do the same stuff? See, that's why I stand out from everybody else, because I don't do the same stuff, you know? I can't be bought. You can't tell me, oh, you, you can't do this press conference today. No, no, you don't tell me what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. Because at the end of the day, if I got to do an unorthodox approach to get your attention, then, then that's what I'm going to do. Because I did have a lot of people that would talk about saying, like, you know, she needs to get rid of the theatrics and stuff. Well, baby, let me see you on this front line with me then. Because last I checked, those theatrics got a federal investigation going on over there in Prairie View. It got a federal lawsuit that's going on in Prairie View that's making change. So don't knock something that's working because that really gets, it really burns my butter when we got our own people. Our own people, they, they the ones. Now, you over here sitting on the sideline and you over here talking. I don't see you on this front line with me. So... You need to shut up. It's nothing you can tell me. Now, when you get on this front line with me, then we all can lock up together so we can make change. 
But if you're on this sideline, how can you make change if you're on the sideline and you just over here just part of the peanut gap? Like, bye-bye. And that's how I look at it. So, exactly. So, Dr. Matthews, because people have a lot of questions for you. Tell people how to get in contact with you. Maybe there's some other brothers or sisters want to get on the front line with you. Tell them how to do that. Okay. So, um, you can get with me because I, I, I wear two hats, well, three hats, but um, you can get with me uh, as far as with the New Black Panther Nation, Rainbow Push Coalition, and then also um, by me being the statewide vice chair of the Texas Coalition of Black Democrats. Uh, my email for uh, New Black Panthers is uh, Dr. Dr. Then Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E, Matthews, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S, N as a new, B as in black, P as in panther, N as a nation at gmail.com. Um, for the political portion with um, uh, Texas Coalition of Black Democrats, same thing, Dr. Candace, Matthews, then T, -T for Texas, C as a coalition, B as in black, D as in Democrats at gmail.com. So either way, all my emails intertwine, so I'm, I'm going to get it. You can go either to my social media handles. I'm, I'm real famous on, on, on uh, Instagram and TikTok. TikTok. You know, the, the, them cheering taught me that. So, uh, and that's under uh, Matthews Candace Dr. Or you can go into TikTok, which would be under uh, Matthew Candace or Dr. Matthews. So that's why all the the shakes move. All right, well, Dr. Matthews, thank you for giving us an update today, and, and uh, you know, stay out the heat as much as possible. It's hot, you know. You're wearing all that black, like Lord Jesus. I think you need to get a white outfit. With this heat out. <laughs> hey, man, I'm saying loud because I'm black and I'm proud. 